What's up, everybody? On today's show, I am sitting with the VP of Marketing from Seamless.ai, Jonathan Pogat. We get into a conversation really about how to align your goals between sales and marketing teams and why that's important. And when you are aligned, what you can see come out on the other side. We also get into power of content, which channel has actually surprised Jonathan and been more effective than maybe he would have thought and that I would have thought too. So that was a really interesting thing to dig into. But before we get into that, as always, this show is brought to you by Cave Social. Cave Social is a marketing agency. That's us. We're the agency. It's based out of Los Angeles that helps companies grow with social media. So if you're feeling stuck, head over to cavesocial.com, hit that contact us. We'd love to help you out. All right. Before we get into this, sit back, relax, grab a soda, grab a coffee, grab a beer. I don't know what time you're listening to this. Heck, maybe it's a tea. I don't know. But enjoy the show. All right. Let's get into it. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. Today, I am sitting with Jonathan Pogat. He is the VP of Marketing at Seamless A, Seamless.ai. I got it right. There we go. Jonathan, how you doing? Hey, what's up, Jordan? Doing well. Now, before we get into all things marketing and what you're doing at Seamless.ai and, and content marketing and how you you know, are approaching that. I want to hear your story, man. How did you find your way over, you know, one into marketing and then two, get to where you're at with uh, seamless.ai? It's a great question. I, I stumbled into marketing, which I know a lot of people have that same story, but way back in the day, about 20 years ago, you know, back then, if you knew how to use a computer, let's call it like the late nineties, right? You should work with computers and get into IT. This was like back when people were getting gateways and Dells through mail order and stuff like that. So I was one of those kids that always loved to take apart my Nintendo system and put it back together and put it, create these freak action figures by pulling things apart and putting them back in together. So uh, I loved computers and I thought that was the thing to get into. So in 2000, I took an internship and it was all around Y2K compliance. So I helped this direct marketing agency do their Y2K compliance, which sounds much cooler than it actually was. Just basically went into each computer, each desktop and changed the date on the computer. And then boom, you're a Y2K compliant. Your computer would no longer explode. And I started doing that work over the summer and then started doing some more internship work with filing invoices and things that just weren't that exciting. But I got a taste for what they were doing and just naturally gravitated to, you know, how they were working with clients, which at the time was companies like Disney and Kraft Javalia and Deluxe Corp and Inc. Magazine, Forbes, all these really exciting brands to me, you know, being a, a young upper teens lad, I just naturally gravitated to. So went to school at night during the day, started doing part-time work for that company, eventually became full-time and started from customer service and worked my way up. So that was about 20 years ago where I started doing that. And ever since then, I've helped build out uh, digital marketing divisions from email marketing to mobile marketing in the mid to late 2000s. Started working some some of the largest and fastest growing digital marketing agencies in 2010. And then recently started working for some of the fastest growing startups in the country. Awesome. I love it. And you bring all that experience now two decades or so of, you know, being in this world. And now you're at Seamless.ai and talk me through 
what one the company does and then two what your role is you know and what you're kind of championing when it comes to um, marketing at the company whether that's taking on content marketing doing the paid are you doing kind of looking at the whole umbrella walk me through that for sure so seamless ai so we help connect sales and marketing leaders to opportunity through direct dials emails phone numbers business intelligence information so that they can scale their businesses faster companies still thrive on sales. Cold calling is definitely not dead, right? And we help connect those professionals uh, to opportunity. So at Seamless, I help grow our grow-to-market strategy through just about everything you can think of. Uh, we are a lean team. Um, you know, We're a startup that has grown very quickly within the last few years. And we do a ton of content marketing. We do a lot of paid media. We do a lot of LinkedIn, organic LinkedIn. So You'll follow or you should follow Brandon Born Anson, our CEO and founder, who we share three to four tips per day, sales tips. We have a podcast, Sales Secrets. We have three number one best-selling books that we've published within the last year, a sales books. So we're kind of doing the whole gamut here when it comes to content marketing and paid advertising to help drive demand. Is it interesting being a marketer in a company that's really built on sales? Because I feel like a lot of times that relationship is adversarial, although I don't think it should be. I think in healthy companies, they're actually very complementary. But is that odd to be like, do you ever have to recenter discussions or anything when people are so gung-ho on sales? I just could see myself in, I, I, I don't know, well, maybe what I imagine isn't reality, but how has that been? I love that you brought that up, right? Forever, right? The topic's been sales and marketing, uh, the divide, right? Or how do you align sales and marketing together to work as a cohesive unit? One of the things that we do really well at Seamless is we share the same KPIs. We have the same exact goals across the organization. It creates instant alignment. How many users are we driving in? How many demos are we driving in? How much MRR are we driving in? And we work together as a team to help achieve that goal. Whether you're in recruiting or dev or product or marketing or sales, we're all driving towards that goal. And while we have micro KPIs, right, that are very specific to a channel or a function, right? You know, SDRs still need to book meetings, AEs need to close deals. I can't do that for them, but I can definitely help them do that if we're driving relevant, qualified leads, users, kind of you name it. So we share the same goals, which I think is key. And uh, we just simply don't have it here. And I think a lot of that has to do with culture and the relationship that we have with, with each other. We work hard here and uh, we want to work with people that we get along with and we want to help each other succeed. I like it. And it really comes down to like what you said, that alignment, right? And if you're OKRs and KPIs, whatever acronym you yep. want to use. But as long as everybody knows the direction they're they're walking, I think that it's so pivotal when it comes to building out these organizations. Because otherwise, that's where you start to get that friction, when I see at least, is when marketing's working towards one objective and sales is working towards another or not using the materials that marketing is doing. And you get all this, like, it really becomes a mess. So it's cool to see and cool to hear when it's something that, you know, you guys are walking in lockstep. That's pretty powerful. Now, in terms of the company, how many in the marketing and content? I love the idea of podcasts and the sales podcast. When I look at content, but has there been a channel that you've really deferred to or see maybe that has surprised you as something that has performed, i.e. the podcast or blogging or if it could be paid media, but um, that maybe channeled your preconceptions around or challenged your uh, preconceptions around that channel before you got in there and started you know, getting in the weeds? Absolutely. And I'll say it, it's books like real mm -hmm. hardbound published books 
on Amazon. I've always done eBooks, right? It's as a lead magnet, right? Use it to help generate leads and conversations. I've always done the content thing with blog posts and on-site content. Paid search has always been bread and butter, right? Because it's high intent, people searching for a solution and your product is the thing that helps them get there. But physical books is something that has definitely surprised me as a channel that not only helps drive in net new revenue, but is also quite profitable when you do it as well. Because uh, we came in and I came in with the expectation that it would be kind of net negative cost to acquire. But, you know, you can actually create a positive ROAS out of selling books. And every single day, our inbox, Brandon's inbox, our LinkedIn emails, et cetera, have uh, emails and quotes and screen caps that we have in Slack of people that have read our books, that have been introduced to Seamless from our books, and even existing customers that have found our books to help them uh, become better salespeople. That's interesting, right? And it, I think it comes back to really one of the foundations of, of content marketing, which is like create the most valuable content you can. Yep. And then if you distribute appropriately and things like, like you're saying, hardcover books, I probably would have been right there with you. Like, ah, let's, right. is this an ego play? Are we just trying to like look cool or is this actually going to uh, have impact? So it's cool to, to hear that it's actually, well, one, that it's having a sales impact, but I think more importantly that it's helping people if they're actually getting that value from the book and they're going, okay, this is impacting my business. This is helping me become a better salesperson, impacting my career. That's always like a cherry on top when the content uh, can be valuable and then also to a person for their development, but also financially. Well, I think the key is know your audience and write super valuable content they're going to be able to use in a very practical application. So we have three books, one of them, Seven Figure Social Selling, pretty self-explanatory, right? But it's, it's something that people don't get right all the time. Social selling, right? How do you do it? What's the right approach? What's the right messaging? Very practical scripts. Sales secrets. We started off interviewing people for our podcast, specifically for the book. That book has 200 interviews of some of the top salespeople, entrepreneurs in the world. So it's all very, very practical right? How do I get better at my craft? How do I sell more effectively? How do I use our channels or emails, cold calls, you know, in mails, whatever they may be to help sell more. And that's exactly what our persona wants to do. Salespeople want to sell more and we're going to help them do it. I love that. Right. And it's one of those things where when you're in it and when you're doing it and things that might seem mindless to us, cause you're just doing it every day, but that person who's hungry and wants to grow may never have heard of the newest thing to do with social selling or, hey, what is the appropriate frequency and how are my touch points? And when I look at how many times and where should I be connecting with potential clients? Yeah. What is a good follow-up look like? That structure. What is, should I be doing drip emails? Like all of these start to, you know, are questions that, and then you got to say, what is the value of all these? So when you're able to see in the form of a book, a blog post, a video, like, oh, somebody's already walked the walk and now they're talking the talk in behind and they're showing me exactly how to do this. I think that's just a powerful way to really tell a story and to get information across too. So that's pretty cool. Now, talk to me, is the team, obviously COVID hit, was then, and you correct me if I'm wrong, joined the team amidst the pandemic, right? Right in the middle of it, uh, early September. And how has that been being a marketer, getting into the VP role, you know, in a completely remote environment? Just because I know a lot of people listening to this are either applying for gigs or they got a gig themselves and they're wondering on like, hey, a wild time to get a job and get it, right? It could be, um, yeah. Yeah. How, how was that for you? And was, was there anything that Seamless did that really made it 
welcoming for you or something that you're like, whoa, that was something that I'm going to remember that maybe listeners, you know, people in management positions could take away or implement at their company with their hiring? Yeah, I think there's a couple things there. If you're looking for a job today in COVID, right, in a remote world, my personal opinion is find a company that's been doing it before the pandemic, right? Find somebody that's figured this out prior to COVID just because I've been super fortunate. I just know that not everybody has this figured out yet. So you want to look just for the signs, right? Are they rushing to get back to work? Does that align with your values? Do you want to rush to get back to work? That's okay, right? That's totally cool. I would just make sure that the culture uh, and values align with your goals and your values, right? I think that's the first most important thing to consider. Seamless um, has always been more cautious, I would say. Definitely on the cautious side of quote unquote, going back to work, they were operating remotely prior to then, prior to COVID, will remain operating in a distributed manner post COVID, which aligns really well with me because I used to spend an average of two to three hours per day in a car, right? Two to three hours a day in a car, away from my family, driving, not being productive, right? I think a lot of people can relate to this. And I just know myself now, have a higher sense of self-awareness, and I know that I just operate better this way now, and I'm, I'm super fortunate to work at a company that also feels the same way, right? Because what company doesn't want to get more out of their employees, right? Happier employees, more efficient employees, probably more productive employees, right? In terms of staying close and keeping that sense of togetherness, it just has to be ingrained in the culture, right? Make sure they have Slack or Teams or something like that. We have a culture of celebrating, celebrating the wins, celebrating the learnings, all stuff that's super important, I think, for keeping an engaged company. And having a strong framework as a manager or looking for a manager that has a strong framework when it comes to communication and accountability. I've, for the last 10 years, have used uh, Rockefeller Habits, which highly recommend that book, Framework of Communication and Accountability, right? It's like daily huddles, weekly one-on-ones, um, company goals aligned to departmental goals, having a strong one-page plan. If all those things are in place, you're going to be in good hands. Awesome. And I'll put links to the Rockefeller Habits book in the show notes for everybody. I think it's interesting in the remote world, particularly for marketers, at least what I've seen is it gives more time for deep work, which actually to me leads to better content because you're not getting interrupted all the time. That's something that I personally have noticed like, oh, not being in the office, I can actually spend some serious time and sink my teeth in without having a, you know, a, interruptions just so that to me is something that I think a lot of people benefit from. And then to your point with companies and anyone who's thinking about hiring, you got to live it right that culture has to be exemplified by leadership and then communicated very well with tools like Slack. So I think you hit the nail on the head. John, and before I let you go. Let people know where can they connect with you online and learn more about Seamless.ai. Check out Seamless.ai. That's our website. Uh, super active on LinkedIn. You can look me up by name, Jonathan Pogat. You can check out and follow Seamless.ai on LinkedIn as well. Our company page and our founder, Brandon Bornanson. He shares three to four sales secrets per day to the LinkedIn community. So any and all the above. Amazing. And I'll put links to those as well in the show notes page. So you just go click that link wherever you're listening to this and uh, it'll take you over there and you'll be able to connect with Jonathan and also learn about Seamless. Once again, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. All right, everybody. That's it for this episode. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time.